When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast and joined by the toughest man in all of Tucson. You can tell by looking at him, Mr. Brad Alice. Brad, you got to tell people first what's going on in your world. Uh, let's see. First of all, hopefully the mic is working. I'm using headset mic, so hopefully everyone can hear me. Yep. Um, well, I had a root canal yesterday on Saturday evening. I took a line drive to the face while pitching batting practice. Um, so, yeah, feeling good. Uh, I had a black eye previously from getting hit in the face with a dog bone. So um, hopefully bad things only happen in threes because this is already a mess and it's even worse now. So Brad, but if anybody can sustain it, it is the great William Brad Alice. That's why no days off around here. <sighs> I had to miss some hockey games. So I'm uh, uh, I'm not real happy about that. But uh, And missed my son's baseball game because, you know, when you get hit in the pregame, right. you have to go to urgent care. But uh, luckily only two oh, – only two stitches. Um, I don't know why the eye is black. Everything's just draining into the eye. And uh, I already have the bags under the eye, and now they just look worse. All right. Well, you know what, Brad? Either way, we're privileged to have you right here. Let's get right to it. Um, we got to talk about Ryan Nemhart here. I've had people nonstop asking me about Tommy Lloyd's recruiting, Ryan Nemhart, everything like that. Figured this would also be a great time besides Tuesday to have you on as you've been covering this forever. I'm just going to say this, and I'll say this to everybody out there. Tommy Lloyd, in my opinion, has to get Ryan Nemhard. If he doesn't get Ryan Nemhard, I will be very critical of Tommy Lloyd in the recruiting process. We'll get to that. But when you put all your eggs in a basket and you recruit and you offer very few guys, you have to be able to get the guys that you target there or a very high percentage of them there, Brad. Yeah, I think the two guys they have to get is Nemhard and Frank uh, Carter. Um I think if you don't get those two guys, it shows that, yeah, you put all your eggs in the basket, and if you don't get them, you, then you have an empty basket. Uh, yeah, I think there are other pieces you can plug in that will work for uh, you know other pieces here or there, but no, you made Nimhard and, and Carter a priority. You got to get those guys. You got to be able to get them too, and especially too, because you look at the backcourt right now at Arizona, if you don't have a guy like a Nemhart next to a Kylan Boswell, all of a sudden it's, uh, it doesn't, you know, there's a lot of empty pieces there. And the other thing about it too, is when you look at the transfer portal, these co these schools, they're reloading quickly here. I mean, you look at uh, our guy, Eric Musselman over there. Um, granted, he lost all of his guys to the NBA, but he's just added basically five or six guys in the past week. And these are all guys that can play, all guys that are 15, 16 points per game, all conference type guys. So you got to be able, again, so if you're not going to take that approach, you have to be able to hit on these guys. And so far, um, we don't really, we don't really know exactly how this is going to play out, but you have to get Ryan Nemhard. And like I said, I'm telling everybody out there, there'll be no excuses for me here. If uh, you don't get Ryan Nemhart, then you got to really look at some recruit. You got to really look at your recruiting process. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at the difference between Musselman and to a lesser extent, uh, Hurley is they offer almost everyone out of the portal. If the guy is talented and they're in the portal, you, you know, when you look at that list on Twitter, you always see Arkansas, you always see Arizona State. Right. Um, and yeah, credit, you know, and even ASU, they, they, they've landed a couple of nice kids. You know, they've lost some of their pieces. So I think it's going to be a net gain of zero. Uh, whereas you look at Arkansas, Arkansas is probably going to be better than they were last year as right. they were had a little bit of a down year. Um, but, you know, ASU just got Adam Miller yesterday, a guy Arizona wanted out of high school. Uh, right. So, you know, again, Tommy has a plan for two seasons, save maybe for, 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 for March, it's worked. But right. now, you know, once Tabellus leaves, you can officially shut the door on the on the Sean Miller era. And, and I think we'll have some fun kind of analyzing those dra- uh, classes uh, in a while. But uh, this officially becomes Tommy Lloyd's program. And, you know, when you're – Biggest recruiting get is 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 it Pella Larson? Is it it's Umar Ballo? But um, it's, it's it's Boswell. I, I it's Boswell. Boswell but right. that's a couple of nice pieces, but it's not a complete right. roster. So we'll For see. Hundred sure. percent. I right. think Tommy Lloyd's a great coach. I think he's got all the potential in the world. But you know, much like Lute Olson, he just shifted some of his recruiting priorities even 10, 20 years into his career. Tommy Lloyd may need to make some switches here. All right, Frankie, uh, Frankie Tamilo, right or Tamilo, right there, um, said, "Mike, what's your confidence level?" I'd put it, I'd put it still pretty high. I believe that Arizona will get uh, Ryan Nemhard. Um, uh, we, you know, we we knew that he was going to be entering the portal, or we, you know, certainly hinted at it. And this has always been the plan to be able to get him. Bear down five two zero says, "Who's the bigger recruit, Carter or Nemhard?" Um, I believe that they are. That's one A and one B. Um, for different reasons. First of all, Ryan Nemhard has to be able to come in here uh, because you need him there in that backcourt. Because if you don't get him, it's a pretty, I don't want to say bland roster, but you've got a lot of building to do. And Carter Bryant is the first mega elite recruit that Tommy Lloyd has been in. Again, Kylan Boswell was a five-star kid, but this is a kid that's different. This is a top three or four player in his class. These are two guys that you have to get, again, because of the lack of offering players um right now brad and did i call i think i called him frank carter i have no idea where that came there's a I band ask, i don't carter. no clue who frank carter is frank carter and the shakes they're a, they're a band and i don't know why i said that it's probably because i have taken head damage in the past yeah uh, uh 72 hours really? like, yeah at least everyone else knew who i meant and there'll be that one yeah. guy who doesn't like the way i pronounce names and he'll come and he'll slap he can me deal with Twitter, it but um, but yeah, so yeah, you know, I agree with you. I think it's one because they're two totally different recruitments. One is a uh, you know, transfer portal recruitment where you have the family connections you, you did right by the brother. And frankly, uh, the brother, where is he, um, right now? He's a, he's a, he's in the NBA in Indiana with Ben Matherin, who I think is going to have some good things to say about Tommy Lloyd. Uh, conversely. Uh, Carter Bryant's a guy you've been now recruiting through the whole process. Basically, right. his entire recruitment, uh, in reality, Lloyd has been at uh, Arizona. I mean, I know he wasn't as a true freshman or whatever in high school, but for reality's sake, as a recruitable athlete, Lloyd's been on him at Arizona. So two totally different uh, recruitments uh, and both vitally important to um, to you know modern college basketball. You have to be able to navigate both the high school ranks and the international ranks and the, the transfer ranks. 
All right. Now let's talk about real quick. A great question here from Mike's right nut right here. Um, opposed to Tommy's left one. Okay. First mountain Mike's pizza. William Brad Alice has been to mountain Mike's pizza. We've confirmed this on the show. Correct. William. Correct. All right. Guess who are I have been to Mountain Mike's Pizza in Sacramento, California. That's the kind of uh, pull that this has. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa Chandler or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up. And the four peaks. Now, again, we've, we're losing one of the peaks right here. We got to get more peaks in here at the U of A. But one thing you don't ever have to worry about is the official brew of PHNX Sports, Four Peaks. The best place to take in the NFL draft is on April 27th at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Register for free in the link in your show uh, notes to take advantage of beer specials. Must be 21 years or up to and enjoy responsibly. You might even see the great Jacob Franklin right there um, at some point. I would imagine you will. Uh, B cat said, it looks like Brad was beaten up by mountain Mike. Um, now it's, uh, Mike's, uh, Mike's right nut. All right. He says, um, which former Arizona wildcat would you compare Nemhard to? That is a, that's a difficult one here because you look at it. He's not really, he's a true point guard. I mean, in that he can facilitate maybe what Brad, a poor man's Mike Bibby. I mean, he's not nearly in that, that realm, but I can't, he's not really JT. He's not really, um, you know, he's not Gardner. He's not Damon. I mean, I can't really think of a great comparison. No, because I think the guys you compare him to are guys who aren't as good as him. Um, right. Because he's, again, he's a smaller guard, uh, He's but he's not a dynamic scorer like Damon. And he's bigger than Damon and, and Gardner, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not as big as a Bibby or a JT who were in that you know, 6'3 right. range. So he's, he's, he's fairly unique, I think. I mean, I think if anything, um, yeah, I'm having a trouble. There's not really an apt comparison. I think, to me, he reminds me more, of, of, frankly, of some of the uh, UCLA guards over the years. So 6'1 guys who... Jordan Farmer types. Farmer is a little bigger. I was even thinking maybe like a Darren Collison. Um, okay. I don't know if that's an, a great comparison. Again, it's been how long since I've seen Collison play. But Nimhart is a good scorer. He does, I don't know if he does any one thing great on the offensive end. He's a he's a capable defender. Let's take the bad foul against San Diego State out right. of it. Um, he's a very good distributor. Yeah, maybe a shorter Jordan Farmar, or or, or maybe a, a slightly more well rounded Collison might be. But yeah, I think of any Arizona guy, JT might be. The the best comparison in terms of athletic ability but maybe bibby from a distribution but again bibby's just on a whole nother right. level it's hard to compare yeah yeah exactly now uh okay a couple questions what happens to tabellus's other brother uh, i would be very surprised if tabellus's other brother is on the team or other brother if his brother is on the team um i would imagine they came in as a package deal i think they leave as a package deal andre Veris. Normally, you ask very, very good questions. You're a smart man, but this is a dumb question. Would Nemhart be better than PJC? Yes. Ryan Nemhart is a significantly better basketball player than PJC. Would you concur with this, Brad? Yes, although I, you know, I'm not hating the better. I, oh, I thought he was saying, is he a better Akinjo? Akinjo might be athletically not completely dissimilar from, mm-hmm. from Nemhart. Right. Um, Nimhard's a little less physical, in my opinion. Again, I've only seen Nimhard play like four times. Right. So pardon me for not having the detailed 
breakdown. I've seen Creighton play four or five times this year. Um, so I thought he said, would he, would, but would he be better than a Ken Joe? I think so. Yes. Um, would he be better PGC? Absolutely. Yes. Um, better I than Mark, bear down, Brad, what about this one? Bear 520 down uh, says better than Mark Lyons. Totally different player, but impact. I liked Mark Lyons. Disclaimer. I like Mark Lyons. I thought he got a bum rap when he was here. I think he might have fewer highs and fewer lows. Then Mark Lyons, um, again, totally different players. Lyons, a score first, me first point guard. Uh, Nimhart, a distributor who can, you know, again, what was he this year? 16. Um, right. So obviously he can fill it up as well. But yeah, I think I think if you say, you know, Mark Lyons was a seven and a half or eight, I think Nimhart could be that guy. You know, a four and a half star type guy. Yeah, Nimhart could be that guy. All right, now tap and bottle. And then we're going to get to this. You guys are carrying it right here. Great questions coming in. Tap and bottle. Uh, Scott, Rebecca, as you know, great job. Go to the downtown location or the Northwest location. Brad Alice has been there many times before. I've been there many times before. Jacob Franklin has not been there, but that's more of an indication of Jacob Franklin's lack of character on this issue than it is with me or Brad Alice. So again, check it out. Tap and bottle. Uh, Scott, Rebecca, do a great job and support local. All right. Rich Carrillo, Brad, if you're Nemhart, what makes Tucson more attractive than Spokane? I think for me, it's a few things. One, from my understanding, the Nemhart family really credits Tommy Lloyd with uh, with a lot of the older brother's development. Mm. Um, I got to think, and I don't know, I don't want to speak poorly. I've never been to Spokane, Washington, but I got to think the weather's better other than a couple months in the summer. I got to think going to a state school in a... Um, desert climate is probably more fun than going to a Jesuit school in Eastern Washington. Um, and I think both give you probably very similar opportunities to showcase your skills for the NBA. So right. I think it comes down to one, where do you want to spend two years? Um, you know, the crowds are similar. I think the winds are going to be similar, assuming, you know, Arizona put some other pieces in play. Um, you know, do you want to be the little brother or do you want to be Arizona's Nimhard? Do you want to go party at Star Pass or wherever there is to party in Spokane, Washington? I don't know. I've had friends in college from Spokane. They came to Arizona. Maybe there's a reason. Let's, um, let's get I don't think you can go wrong with either. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I enjoyed my five years at the University of Arizona and I wasn't a physically fit basketball player on the basketball team. I enjoyed my eight years at the University of Arizona. So again, uh, yes, Arizona's cool. Also, uh, Illegal Pete's, you got to, uh, let's see, you can join uh, all kinds of stuff going on at Illegal Pete's right now. It's your go-to stop for burritos, buddies, and beer. Again, you can get all kinds of good deals right there. And on top of that, you can get the Illegal Pete's Margarita, the strongest in Arizona. Check out their AZ locations. Happy uh, hour, three to six daily irresistible drinks and mouthwatering food that will fill your heart's desire. I am going to be up in Phoenix this Saturday hanging out with Brody Dryden, uh, the big dog, who's taller than Jacob Franklin. And we might actually go to Illegal Pete's. We'll uh, we'll check that out right there. All right, this is an uh, this is a fun question that was just asked by uh, MRN, as we're going to call him right here. Who would you rather have, Bayless and Jennings for one year, or Nemhard and uh, Boswell for two? Uh, I would take Bayless and Jennings every day of the week because I think that could be the that would be the best backcourt in the country. Period. 
there was a time when I was doing recruiting heavily and I said my three biggest wishes were the three B's, Buttinger, Bayless, and Brandon. Yeah. Um, Arizona got them all, kind of. Um, they did not get the Chase Buttinger I saw in high school. I think whatever happened to him between his senior year and his – I know he had mono. I think I still think there was an injury that we never heard about because he was not the – in high school, he looked like Ray Allen both from a shot and dunk standpoint. Um, obviously, we got one year of Bayless, but that was, no offense, Mike, under KO, so a lot of running in circles. And then we Still didn't 20 get- points per game under the great KO. He didn't limit him that much, but under a real coach, he would have had probably 25, 26. And then Brandon Jennings was, again, if he- He was gaming on steroids at that point. Yeah, taller, longer. Um, yeah, if you could imagine Loot having all three of those guys in his prime, in Loot's prime. Right. Um, yeah, I love I love those two. Those are three of the most fun guys to cover in recruiting. Granted, the teams they were on were also special, especially that uh, – if anyone remembers that, what was that, the SoCal All-Stars? Yeah, that, you got that, him, Kevin Love, yeah. Uh, uh, Taj Gibson, um, Malik, what's his face? Who was in Malik Story or Malik – no, a Malik – Yeah, Malik uh, Story, I Malik believe Story, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that team was – and they played O.J. Mayo's Ohio team, and they played – Lance Thomas's uh, Michigan Panthers team, and they played the Spice Indy Heat, which may be the greatest collection of with Conley and uh, uh, Odin and all, oh god, some games. Rich Rich Carrillo making fun of our friend Kevin O'Neill right here. By the way, quick story here that I think is actually fairly entertaining. My first show I did on here was with Ko, and to show you what uh, Ko is all about and about how Ko goes by Ko's rules, I asked him. I said. Uh, all I need you to do is just be in a quiet place with a Wi-Fi uh, with a good Wi-Fi connection. And so, what does Ko do? He connects as he's leaving the gym and does the interview as he's driving on the 405, delivering court subpoenas. So that was uh, that was the one time that we had Kevin O'Neill on this show. All right. Now, when it comes to the recruiting with Lloyd, I'm just going to say this right here: is that I'm still going to give him I'm going to give him the pass right now, but with Tommy Lloyd's recruiting, you've got to be able to hit here. You've got to be able to get the kids that you want at a very high percentage. And if you don't get the kids that you want, it's time to start revamping that approach there a little bit. Again, I'm totally giving him the benefit of the doubt here, but it is a unique approach, and you need to be able to reel in the kids like Ryan Nemhard and Carter Bryant. And we may be seeing also the effects of the NIL. And I, I've heard mixed things about Arizona's NIL. I've heard it's it's solid. I've heard it's not good. It's um, mid. Yeah, so of all the, things, all the things he can offer, at the end of the day, and, and, and I can't blame a lot of kids. A lot of kids aren't looking to what can happen in three years with the draft. Um, and again, I think the NIL is going to get blown up here in, in a couple of years. I think the NCAA is going to have to get their hands around it and make it a true name and likeness away from the university. It's got to be the kids and their representation seeking out deals. Um, but I don't think – I think we're going to see a very drastic landscape, and I think the transfer portal is going to change in a year or two too. But you don't want Arizona to be behind the eight ball uh, until then. Right. And I believe, again, that the transfer portal has changed everything here. Again, I don't need to – I'm totally okay with getting the guys over, the international guys, totally okay with that. But at this stage in the game, if I'm Arizona, if I'm a big-time program, I am combing the transfer portal, and I am prioritizing multiple kids because you can tell two things from the transfer portal. First, you can tell uh, what a kid does, 
and um, what a kid can do. Second of all, you can also tell them what uh, what their character is because they've probably been there three or four years. That's what you got to be able to do right there, Brad. And that's where I uh, that's where I'm looking at it there with uh, Tommy Lloyd and the transfer board. Yeah, see, I'm really torn on it. I'm trying to think of, you know, I'd like to think of if I was a coach, what would I do? And would I want a kid who's ready to bail on his mid-major after three years because he wants a taste of the big time? Or would I rather have a kid like Umar Bala, who came in, wasn't ready for that level school, kind of like the guys Jet Jet Fish is going after, frankly. Mm. Five-star kids, four-and-a-half-star kids who just didn't quite develop under the prior staff. I think it would be a combination, but every once in a while I do, you know, for every, you know, TJ McConnell who just won the big time, there's also guys who you feel like are kind of leaving their school in a lurch. Now, McConnell was never going to get the NCAA tournament at Duquesne. They just weren't built for that. But, you know, if you're one of these kids that, like, say, South Dakota and you can get to the second round of the NCAA tournament, but you're bailing on your program, I don't, I don't know if I'd take that guy over, say, an Adam Miller type who, who just lived up the hype. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Brad, you froze for a second, but while you froze, let me tell you about OGs, OGs Brands. All right, our new collab shirt with OGs Brands is now live. If you want to get your hands on the dope collab tee, see what they did? Make sure to get your ticket at to Buds of Palooza. You can join the PHNX crew, uh, uh, a little bit outdated here. There'll be a special edition of the OGs PHNX Variety Live from Buds of Palooza, and that is where you can buy your OGs collab shirt. To get info on Buds of Palooza, check out budsofpalooza.com and Octane Raceway. All right. We're going to read this so that Jacob Franklin uh, has got some uh, work stuff to do. All right. Nothing else like it in the Valley. The ultimate place for fun for both the kids and everything. Got all kinds of stuff going up right here. Um, You've got uh, Cinco de Mayo events. You've got uh, food. You've got drink. You name it. They've got it right there. Memorial Day right there. Free bowling for veterans and active duty personnel who show their military ID. Um, again, book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks, kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks, tons of different events throughout the summer. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. All right. Switch it over to some U of A football because Brad Alice watched the, pre, uh, the uh, spring game right there. I have been saying I am on this high horse. This is going to be a bowl team right here and we got brad coming in here from another location right here because his phone is about to die i love it uh hello brad how you doing dude all right i will talk when you do this but again i believe that this is going to be a i believe this is going to be a bowl team i really do and i think there's every reason to believe it again the uh a big part of it is because um Big part of it is because of what Fish has been able to do. But Fish has done everything that he needed to do right there. And not only has he done everything that he needed to do, he has uh, he's put together a pretty good product. Again, I get that it's the spring game. I get all of that. Totally get totally that. Get that. But but at the end of the at day, the end though, of the day, I also, I also believe that this is a team that um, this is a team that, from a talent perspective, is going to be able to make some real plays right there. And again, you just look at the talent out there across the board; it just looks better. Anybody that was out there knows that this looked better right there. I think we might have lost Brad. We maybe we'll try to get Brad back, but uh, if not, um, <laughs> it uh, will we'll be uh, we'll be all right. Now, let me talk to you. Let's talk though a little bit about Arizona football right here. 
thing with Arizona football is this, is we have seen, and this is for everybody out there, we have seen bad football teams in the past. We know what they look like. Um, we have seen small teams in the past. We certainly know what those look like. And you know what? They're not fun. And the main reason they're not fun is because you know that they're going to get generally worn down. It's fun at some point to be able to... Um, it's fun at some point to be able to say, you know what, we can just out scheme you. We can do this. We can do that. Um, we can do the other. Um, but at the same stage, it's also a little bit uh, disconcerting because nobody else looks like that out there. And you don't like to have a team that where nobody else looks like that out there. And again, let's talk about then where what we expect. And I'm curious to I'll tell all your thoughts as well um, right there. Looks like looks like we lost Brad. That's OK. Um I'm curious to your guys' thoughts as well. What is the what do you think that um, should be realistic expectations for this team? What were your expectations going into the season um, or going into last year? My expectations were I thought Arizona could win five games. I thought that Arizona was a little bit underrated right there. Now, when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, this year's team. I believe that Arizona is still a little bit underrated right there. And not only are they still a little bit underrated, um, uh, not only are they still a little bit underrated, um, I think this is the last year before Vegas catches up. All right, MRN right here with a great question. Yesterday you mentioned Arizona has four NFL quality players on offense. When was the last time we had that much talent on offense? I'm going to say it's been about 20 plus years. The last team that I can really think of where it was like, okay, you you know, you just had dudes across the board at multiple positions. It was probably 1998, the, uh, the team that beat Nebraska and went 12-1. and one. I mean, that team you knew, Trunk Candidate was an NFL player, uh, first-round pick. Dennis Northcutt was a high-round pick. Uh, you could tell Brandon Manamuliana, Mike Lucky, those were draft picks. Uh, Jeremy McDaniel, that's kind of where – that's – that's kind of the rare air that we're talking about right here is that Arizona, and that's what you're, that's what you got here. Now, the next question is, and this is when you'll really be able to tell where Arizona is in the grand scheme of things is the defensive side of the ball. Now we've got a pretty cool graphic coming up here uh, tomorrow, but on the defensive side, who are guys that could project as NFL players? Now, again, this is far more of a projection than it is with the offense because with the offense, you knew for Arizona that, okay, Cowling's proven, T-Mac's proven, um, Jonas Sabanea is proven. Those are those are the type of guys that are all, you already know what you got. Jordan Morgan is proven. Now, defensively then, the uh, – Defensively, though, it's a little bit more of a uh, a projection. I do believe Ephesians Prysock will be an NFL player. I feel pretty good about that. Um, Justin Flo should be, um, but again, you still got to see it on the uh, still got to see it on the field. Very intrigued by Genesis Smith as well. But again, these are far more projections at this point, and that's you know that's okay. Now, uh, Rich Carrillo, expectation number one: the defense needs to keep their opponents at or under thirty. The offense will score 30, uh, 40 plus. If you if the Arizona offense can keep teams to about 30, 30 points per game, something like that, then Arizona is definitely going bowling. You're probably getting seven wins in the process because the offense should be somewhere around, I would imagine, the high 30s. But we're also going to find out more about Johnny Nansen this year. Because with Johnny Nansen, some growing pains that first year as the defensive coordinator. I think that uh, anybody that watched knew that you know there was some there were some ups and downs for sure. But um, 
you now have a year under your system or a year in the system, and you have the great Dwayne Aquina in here as well. And I think Dwayne Aquina is going to make a huge difference. Again, I know that he's just a, a football uh, analyst per se, but Dwayne Aquina, I believe, is going to be able to tell, you know, hey, might be missing this. You might want to try this. That is the kind of invaluable stuff that I think can really help a young defensive coordinator uh, like Johnny Nansen. Now, uh, MRN, where would you compare Arizona's offense compared to other Pac-12 teams? If we're just talking about talent, if we're talking about raw talent on paper, it's obviously SC. And uh, I'm not really uh, not really breaking any news. But after that, I'm not sure who's better. I mean, maybe Oregon, but I don't sit here and say that Oregon is clearly better than Arizona because I'm not trading Jacob Cowing or T-Mac for any wide receiver on the uh, Oregon roster. Honestly, I'm not tra probably trading many people in the backfield either in uh, Arizona's roster. You can make the case that Bo Nix was better last year than Delora, and you'd probably be right about that. But honestly, maybe Washington, Michael Penix is really, really good. But, you know, to answer your question right there, I think that Arizona is definitely in that top three or four at the worst. And when was the last time you could uh, you could say that, Rich? Like you said, Knicks and Penix for sure. Now Colorado's interesting because you got the whole Dion thing, but I still think they're probably a year or two away from being really good. ASU, I believe, will stink, um, and I believe that ASU will always stink. Jacob Franklin doesn't stink, but ASU does. Um, but again, I think it's uh, I think it's fair to say that Arizona has a top three offense in this conference, and Arizona should have a top three offense in this conference. So again. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a broken record here, but we're going bowling, and we're gonna keep we're gonna go bowling. Um, now uh, let's see here. Uh, now switching back up to hoops a little bit here. AJW says, "Think you have to focus equally on portal and uh, high school now with the, everything's changed. Can't put all your eggs in one basket." I tend to agree with you, especially when it comes to the portal. I think that you've got to be combing that portal, and I believe that you've got to find multiple guys. Now again. Assuming Arizona gets Ryan Nemhard, you get Carter Bryant. Maybe you get uh, Olivier Kamwa. Uh, yeah, maybe we don't worry about it as much. But again, that's a pretty narrow margin you're given there. And it, there's a reason that I don't think most colleges do that. So again, Lloyd's the winningest coach in college hoops history the first two years. So we're certainly going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. But we will uh, we will certainly uh, call out accordingly if this plan doesn't work out. Okay. Going to sign off right now. Again, uh, apologize there. Brad had a few technical issues, but uh, he will be back as always. Great questions. You guys are all absolutely fantastic out there. Appreciate you carrying me right there. And Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, rolling his eyes at every ASU derogatory remark. Big dog, we appreciate you as well. All right, we're going to sign off. Be back with you tomorrow. Justin Spears at 1230. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.